Welcome to the SM Supermalls Masterclass Podcast. Listen and learn from SM leaders as they share their expertise on leadership and business. Start your learning journey by clicking a Masterclass episode that interests you. How do we motivate employees by connecting paycheck to purpose and thereby achieving excellence in the workplace? Hi everyone, I'm Oliver John Artiu, Vice President for Operations in Mindanao, and I take care of 367 people. When I received my first raise, I felt that I am rewarded for my hard work. This lasted for a week when I kept on reminding myself on the reward that I got. After some time, the pressure of the work and the job made me tired and stressed. I then reflected if the pay or the increase is the only reason why I'm doing this job, or is it at all worth it? You see, right after college graduation ceremonies, which was on a Friday and I already reported for work on the following Monday, I saw my batchmates still enjoying the freedom from school, but there I was, selling my products to people who did not even finish school and were treating me badly because of undelivered commitments from the previous sales representative who resigned. As Bernd Gerop mentioned in his video material entitled, How to Motivate Employees in the Workplace, Extrinsic Motivation versus Intrinsic Motivation, money may be attractive, but it has no sustained impact on employee motivation or commitment. According to the Chartered Institute of Personal Development, CIPD, based in London with 150,000 members established in 1913, Salary ranks fifth in the reasons for the employee retention. This means that pay is not the major reason of employee satisfaction or motivation. Let me continue with my story. As I started my family, my salary was important to put food on the table. There was also a growing need to have a house of our own. But like most of you who are starting your careers and families, there were basic necessities like food, shelter, and clothing that I had to provide, and this will all come from my salary. After telling you my story about my paycheck and my needs, allow me to move to the reality of our role as managers and leaders in achieving results. I would like to echo James Robbins, an American consultant and inspirational speaker, three truths about leaders. These points make a lot of sense and I want to use it as my three focus areas. First point, you are paid to produce results. The career that I chose after college was in sales. I was living in a world when every day was based on an objective of products to sell. The targets that were set from the whole fiscal year were broken down on a quarter, monthly, daily, per store, per category, and per SKU basis. Measures were in place so that performance appraisals will be largely anchored on the cases sold and pesos earned. Every day was a race that will bring me closer to the finish line, which is the month-end cutoff. That was my world as an individual contributor. But as I build years in my work, I realized that I had to handle more and more people. I was not the only one that had to produce results. I had to deliver the output 
through my people. This meant that I had to ensure that my team was performing at their best. This is not easy, considering that I had to manage people who were as old as my dad. This is a situation that put into question my capability. When leading more senior people who are considered veterans in the field, sincerity to be of value to them is always important. For me to be successful, I had to focus on making them equally successful. If I had to produce more, they have to make it happen for me. Just like the Vidal Sassoon shampoo advertisement, if you look good, we look good. Said in another way, if you succeed, I will succeed. Second point is leadership makes the difference. I have my own brand of leadership, but I want to best illustrate it with the experience that I had with my manager in 1994. Fresh from our company's office in Surabaya, Indonesia, he was transferred to manage the Mindanao district. He was originally from Cebu and as part of the company's direction to always have your family based where you are assigned. His wife, daughter, and son joined him in Davao. He fancies Rolex watches, souped-up cars, alcohol, and women. The constant night outs and hanky-panky that goes with it affected my work and my values. This made me explore other career opportunities that inconsistency of what is being inculcated to us in our corporate mission statement and what he is exemplifying made me question things. In different HR surveys and exit interviews, the common cause of, re of res resignation is a bad boss. But I saw the positive side of this experience. A reference of what not to do helped me strengthen the kind of leadership that I want to live up to. My constant reminder to myself in maintaining my brand of leadership is how I can add value in the situation, relationship, or engagement. Third point, leadership is a practice. As I assumed higher responsibilities in my career, I have also chosen some people as my role models. One of them is Colin Powell. I read this book entitled My American Journey, which he co-wrote with Joseph E. Persico, and I was inspired by his meeting style with his war council. In the first 15 minutes of his meeting, he will allow his team to talk about the issue at hand, allowing each person to say his or her piece for his evaluation. After that, he will speak and present his point of view on the matter and make the decision. This has inspired me to also elicit feedback and insights from other people, especially coming from the ground or front line. I can also relate to him as a human being wherein he restores old Volvo cars and I like collecting 12-inch 33RPM vinyl records and old audio equipment. This is related to leadership because this is Colin Powell's favorite outlet or project or stress reliever. Mine is to listen to music and tinker with the devices that play them. This was the key to my sanity in this pandemic. Leadership consumes inspirational energy and we have to have a source of it. After the three truths 
Let me now move to Brian Tracy's self-concept and tell you my story in developing my purpose that will sustain growth towards excellence. Self-ideal. When my wife, Lani, was pregnant with our son, Miko, in 1990, we agreed to have a visioning session. We went to Times Beach, very near where SMCT is now, and made our roadmap on what and where we want to be after 10, 20, 30 years. I wanted to be a national sales manager in 20 years. We wanted to send our children to Manila for college, something that both of us aspire to be, but personal finances limited us to do so. In 2007, three years ahead of schedule, I was hired by Kraft Foods Philippines, which later became Mondelez Philippines as the national sales distributor manager. In 2008, my son was with me to study in college in Manila and my daughter with my wife followed in 2012. The power of vision in action, a clear sense of purpose, to ascertain that all my efforts will be in the attainment of my end in mind. That is why I'm also a big fan of roadmaps with established milestones so that there will be indicators that I am headed the right direction. Self-ideal is the summary picture of what the person aspires to be in life. It is made up of goals, dreams, hopes, and ideals that the person has about himself and what is possible for him to become at some time in the future. Each person is consciously or unconsciously guided and motivated by an inner desire to be more and better than he is in the future. Let me now move to another story that deals about self-image, but on a negative side. In the many companies that I have been, one company stands out for me in tarnishing my self-image. It was in an environment that when sales objectives are missed, the first solution is to replace the head of the organization. Just like any company, the head must set up a team and adjust to each other before peak performance is achieved. This company does not believe so. That is why the company has strings of failures. But to be fair with them, more successes as well. The expectation is that you will hit the road running on your first day and never stumble. The environment was so toxic that I had to literally force myself to wake up, face the mirror, and convince myself that it will be a beautiful day at work. My acid reflux worsened, and I was always talking and cursing in my sleep. Self-image is the way the person thinks on how he or she is viewed by others. Your self-image is greatly influenced by the way people treat you on a day-to-day -day basis. When people are treated as though they are valuable, important, and respected, they see themselves and think about themselves in a more positive way. As a result, they perform at higher levels and do better work. The self-image is also affected by how the individual sees himself and thinks about himself relative to what he or she is doing. Positive feedback on performance from the boss improves the individual's self-image and increases his or her ability and desire 
to perform at higher levels. The experience that I had and I would like to share is about a person who was, who was my direct report, but he was employed by the distributor. He was my namesake, by the way. Fresh from college in 1993 and graduated summa cum laude, he took on the challenge as a key account specialist and was covering the big supermarkets and wholesalers under the distributor. Since I was the section manager handling the distributor, I had a hand on what kind of culture will be set in the workplace. The working environment has to be a place that made people feel terrific about themselves. This means that they would feel taken care of and they are more than just a number in the organization. They have to grow by aligning and crafting a training program for them to follow. There was an incentive and recognition program that celebrated small and big wins for them to feel valued. He moved on to join Splash Corporation and headed their marketing team in Africa. Self-esteem can be defined as how much you like yourself. The more that people like and respect themselves on the inside, the better they perform on the outside. The more the people like themselves, the bigger the goals they set for themselves. The more they like themselves, the higher the standard they set for the quality of their work. The more they like themselves, the more they like other people and become excellent team players. The more they like themselves, the more people perform at a higher level in every area of life. So the key to creating a peak performance organization is to create a high self-esteem environment by removing the fears of failure and rejection that inhibit personal performance. The manager who creates a positive, high esteem workplace will have higher performance, lower absenteeism, lower employee turnover, higher productivity, and, pu and fewer mistakes. Allow me to illustrate my last story, my team Mindanaoan journey. We started in 2015 from being under the radar, so to speak, so that we don't stand out and make ourselves less noticeable. But we wanted to break away from this and do things better, make our voices louder, and execute our projects smarter. This is why we started our customer satisfaction survey among our tenants all over the original five months in Mindanao since 2016. And we have seen a steady improvement from a 70% to an 81% satisfaction rating. It is a work in progress as we collaborate more towards achieving 90%. We also initiated the monthly two-hour Mindanao Regional Leadership Team Meeting, or RLTM, that is similar to an executive committee meeting, except that it is only for Mindanao. It is composed of all regional function heads and mall managers and assistant mall managers. The objective is to recognize outstanding employees through our heroes' moments and act on decision points that need action from other functions. We just had our 65th RLTM last week. Arise Now Mindanao theme. Facing the reality of the pandemic that brought decline in foot traffic, vehicle count, sales, and ultimately occupancy, we had to find a way to constantly invite and attract the shoppers to go back to the mall. This used to be 
making that positive, unforgettable shopping experience so that they would come back again and again in our malls. In September 2020, we had a VUCA-based planning session. VUCA is an acronym for Volatile, Uncertain, Complex, and Ambiguous. We crafted our own per-mall story and agreed to have more frequent checkpoints to align how we are versus our objectives. We also initiated the Mindanao Monthly Innovation Day series of talks in a town hall setting since May of last year. We invited different subject matter experts to discuss topics that would help our teammates cope with the pandemic challenges. We integrated a brief Mindanao division review after for everyone to be updated on the state of the business. Our head office, LND, picked up our May series with Father Janico SJ last May 6. To recap, that was my story of linking my paycheck and how, how I felt the need to go beyond my salary as my source of motivation. And the direct proportion of increase in years and competency will mean upgrade of pay as well. That we are paid to deliver results, but not as individual contributors. But leadership makes a world of difference. For leadership to work, we have to walk the talk. As Albert Einstein said, and I quote, nothing happens unless something moves. In the same token, nothing happens until someone moves. None of these ideas will have any value until you act and move, preferably as soon as possible. I hope that I helped some of you with my story and inspired a few to really go for excellence as a way of life. This is SM Supermall's Masterclass Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Watch out for our new episodes every month.